You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns, featuring your guy, Bully Rye, and PJ Steven, presented by Anchor Podcasts. Boy, howdy, as PJ would say. It has been a, <laughs> it has been Boy, a howdy. Uh, it has been a second since we've been here. Welcome to the latest live episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rice, you can see on the screen, and with me, as always, for our wrestling shows, is PJ Steven. PJ, how you doing today, bud? I'm pretty good, man. This is going to be a fun show. we got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of uh, current to talk about, which uh, doesn't always happen. Usually, we're covering a current pay-per-view or something like that, but no, we got a lot of topics to discuss, and I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, a lot to fill in. If you can't tell, I've got a different complexion than PJ this week. Um, yeah, I'm more at- pale, and you are sunburnt to hell. Yeah, if you've been if you've been living under a rock, um, I have. I-, I spent the last week in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, went to a few uh, tropical destinations. It was fantastic. Um, I enjoyed my time. Shout out to Banker Bill, his family, my friends, my new friends. Um, it was a great time. Um, and uh, but you know. As, as is life, we got to come back to work. And like PJ said, we have a lot to cover and not a lot of time to do it. We're gonna, only going to try to go an hour tonight. Um, so uh, let's let's go ahead and get to it before I get, get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, reminders, we are going to be live on Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. We are going to be on Twitter uh, at Tapouts and TDs and then our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. I think there's a number behind there. But if you search for the YouTube channel, um, if, you, if you're watching live, make sure you uh, you get involved. We, we'd like to, to interact in the comments. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into pro wrestling headlines. Because the last few weeks since we've last seen you, a lot has transpired. And let's start off um, with the big news. We, we waited to see where Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, would wind up as she and WWE's Naomi would walk out of the company at the same time. Obviously, Mercedes Monet would land in Japan. Well, Trinity Fatu, I believe she's only going as Trinity right now, debuted at Impact Wrestling, I believe, last week. Um, PJ, thoughts? I'm not sure where to go from this other than to ask just general thoughts. Like, what are your thoughts on uh, Naomi here going to Impact Wrestling? I think it's the right move, man. I mean, like, there's so many people that want to dunk on uh especially mercedes monet who's have who's had a hell of a career so far in japan uh great matches all of her matches have been four stars and up she recently just lost the iwgp women's champion to uh iwatani but that's okay we're going to be moving on to hopefully uh her taking some stardom titles uh which is fine uh she's actually going to be uh wrestling at resurgence coming up here pretty soon in a fatal four-way match i can't remember who else there enough about her let's get back on trinity i think it's gonna be a good move for her I think eventually well, she'll end up in AEW, uh, but Impact's a good spot for her to be in. The people who laugh and say she went from an A company to a C company, well, that's what she wanted to do. You know I mean? Like, why would we... I don't understand how... Why... Pe- okay. Let's do it without cursing. I am not <laughs> understand why people get so personal against pro with pro wrestling. Like, yeah, we love pro wrestling, and yeah, we, we cherish it. Some of us worship it. But good God, it's a business and it's a job. And I don't understand that we're making fun of these people 
who say who who take their ball and go home and they say this is not what I want to do anymore. I'm leaving one job and going to another job in the same field. Because that's what's happening. I mean, Frick, in your adult life, have you left a job because you weren't having fun and you didn't enjoy it anymore? And you went somewhere that maybe wasn't paying you as much, but then you were happier? Because I damn sure have. I've left a job that I was making several, several. I can't say how much I was making. (laughs) I was making a lot of money. Uh, I was making a lot of money to the... I was making a good amount of money to where I bought those WrestleMania tickets without even thinking twice. I was making good money, but I wasn't happy after a while. And I left and I went back to what I was doing and it was fine. So I think people need to realize that wrestling pro wrestling is a job. And if you're not having fun in the company, you're going to go to another company. If you weren't having, if someone's working at a grocery store, a, and they're making great money. They don't want to work at that grocery store. They're going to go to grocery store B, make a little bit of less money, but be happier and maybe move up and then make money. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to take those risks. I mean, am I wrong? No, I mean, listen, like the other, on the other side of the coin is I've saw somebody comparing Trinity coming to AEW, uh, or I'm sorry, to, to impact wrestling to that of Kurt Angle going to, to impact wrestling TNA back in the day. I think there's the uh, there's the opposite there's there's the opposite end of the spectrum. One, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Like, who cares? She went to Impact, no big deal. Or like, she's gonna bring eyes to Impact Wrestling. There are plenty of guys that have come to Impact Wrestling that have or haven't really brought people to that brand. I unfortunately think Impact Wrestling is so far gone that uh, Trinity, uh, Mercedes Monet. I think at this point, the only thing that would draw bring eyes to Impact Wrestling is someone like Roman Reigns. I mean, we've seen Switchblade Jay White uh, make a couple of Impact appearances. The Bullet Club is very thoroughly invested in Impact Wrestling. Hell, the Good Brothers were tag team champions in Impact. Correct. Time after they lost left WWE, so it's hard to say that anybody's going to move the needle uh, like Kurt Angle did back in the day. Even before Kurt Angle, Christian made the move, and he drew he brought eyes. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happened to Impact Wrestling. I think uh, I think people need to pump the brakes if they expect Trinity to be the savior of Impact Wrestling. But yeah. I also think people need to pump the brakes that that you know Trinity going to Impact is is a is a is a downgrade, is a step back because she's doing what she wants to do to be happy, and and that's at the end of the day, who are we to judge somebody who wants to be happy making a move in their career? Well, um, you know, you know what really bothers me too is the people that are like, well, she just complains. So she's just complaining and she leaves the company. Well, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But didn't Stone Cold do the same damn thing? He took his ball, went home. He was angry with creative because they were going to put him with Brock Lesnar for a King of the Ring qualifying match. Why is that okay? But Mercedes and, and Trinity dropping the belts and saying, I'm not liking this creative. I'm not having fun. I'm leaving. What's the difference? Maybe I'm missing something, but I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Um, and for that matter, Trinity's not the only one to make a move in the last few weeks. We saw the debut of Roderick Stong, Strong in AEW. Um, obviously, a former running mate with the Undisputed Era and Adam Cole in NXT. We've already seen part of Undisputed Era come and go in AEW and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And now we get Roderick Strong very quietly making the move yeah. over to AEW. Um I'm not sure how to, what, what kind of question to pose other than to ask is this is this a big deal or is this is this not a big deal that Roderick Strong is another quiet move from NXT to AEW? I think it's a 
I think it's a not a big deal, um, but I think it's a it's a special deal because this was not spoiled for us. Whereas you know Adam Cole coming in and and Brian Danielson, you know uh, Malachi Black, a couple other guys, it was like heavily rumored, and even some of it was like speculation. This nobody, as far as I know, nobody knew that that was happening. So I think in that aspect, it is a little special. Uh, listen, I'm I'm there with you. It's always fun when. Listen, pro wrestling is is built off of surprising people. It is built off of giving the unknown surprises to uh, to the fans. And so, um, Roderick Strong coming to AEW is absolutely it's a surprise. Now, I've never been that big of a fan of Roderick Strong. If I'm going to be fair, I didn't I didn't like his gimmick once once Undisputed Era broke up. And what was the faction that he had in 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 NXT? Do you remember the the? I, mean, I, it was a I big don't. One. I I really only, I really only uh, watched a lot of Roger Strong during the Black and Gold era of NXT uh, and his PWG and Ring of Honor stuff. I really didn't, didn't follow it after that. Uh, yeah, um, it's gonna drive me nuts because he had like they were they were a big deal. Um, the, it was him and the Creed brothers, and it's gonna drive me nuts because I can't remember the the uh, the team that he was in. Um, oh, was him Dyad? and the, um. It doesn't, Creed, brother. Yeah, would you go ahead? Yeah, no, it it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It's it is what it is. Roger Strong's now in AEW. We'll see if he's another another star that goes by the wayside. If you want to call him a star, um, but I digress. the uh, The other bigger news coming out of the last couple weeks uh, belongs to that of of Phil Brooks, otherwise known as CM Punk. The last time we saw CM Punk was the infamous media scrum in AEW. Uh, the infamous suspensions of of him. Uh, the elite, um, Matt and Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega, um, after CM Punk won the AEW World Championship that very same night, essentially. Um, rumors swirling around that he was both backstage at WWE Monday Night Raw and Impact. Apparently, he was playing car like Uno with some of the guys at over at Impact. Yeah. Um, listen, PJ, I don't know if they're saving face for CM Punk from my perspective at this point. There's a lot of guys in locker rooms that really like CM Punk, that were heavily influ influenced by CM Punk. They enjoy his work. Uh, there's no denying that he's a decent mic guy. Like, I mean, it, the most infamous CM Punk drop ever was that the infamous mic, mic or uh, uh, what was it? The, the mic the bomb, what do bomb. they call it? The pipe bomb, thank you. Um, where he shows up on Monday Night Raw in a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt and just kind of buries everybody in WWE. Um, unfortunately, uh, since then he is, he has aged, um, and he did not age well. He's, his return to AEW was lackluster at best. Um, but it sounds like, or at least it feels like he is on a, uh, an image control tour so that he can <laughs> That's eventually. That's a fantastic way to put it. That's a fantastic yeah. way to put it. Uh, so that he can try to be welcomed back into a, um, into a locker room. Like, I think he wants to return to AEW. Uh, the, uh, who, like, like FTR has, has gone on record saying they would like to work with him. Um, uh, maybe in a, in a trios type, type form where they, they get, get to vie for the AEW trios championships. Uh, PJ, what do you make of the CM Punk stuff where he's, he's going backstage and making this, uh, this tour, so to speak, um, for, for, you know, whatever you want to call it publicity, whatever the case is. I, I don't care. 
I don't because I, I don't because I don't I don't hold CM Punk on this big pedestal. Uh, I never I, I mean it's just I never got bit by him. I never really cared. Um, yeah, he's edgy. Yeah, um, you say decent mic guy. Yeah, you know he can he can say things um, that can that can make you make you go. Whoop. But um, <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess the dogs are into yeah, CM Punk. But yeah. no, I just you know one of those things. I'm just not into it. Listen, um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to really kind of go into deep dive into CM Punk, considering that like even the Go to Sleep is done better by Kenta in New Japan. Um, you've got other other variations of the Go to Sleep, like the A Town Down Finisher by Austin Theory. Now it's it's very similar in in technique. Um, I I said this weeks ago. Um, when we talked about the media scrum, I don't care to see yeah, CM yeah. Punk ever in a professional wrestling ring again. I don't care to see him on a microphone. I don't care to see him backstage. I don't care to see him in a in a commentary capacity. I don't care to see CM Punk ever again. Um, there's a chance that he winds up in the WWE Hall of Fame at some point with as he's trying to go back and repair his image. But again, I can't say it enough. I don't care. Um, you know, it's funny because we talked about um, maybe it was last year. I guess I had to have been. We talked about the return of Edge and the return of CM Punk and which one means more. Do you do you remember that? And yeah. I remember I remember saying that like you know they both they were both to me they were both kind of lackluster, but Edge Edge's return meant way more to the business and way more to the, the respective companies, and it's not even close. Um, so yeah, I mean yeah, CM Punk's return was so lackluster as you put it. Uh, that I yeah I don't care to ever see him again either honestly. Sorry. Well, we we talk about um, real quick. Shout out to Volley Polly coming in the Facebook thread. Um, remember, if you're watching live, leave a comment so we can respond to it live on the air, um, as we always do. Um, we are we talked about about things that make an impact in the wrestling world. WWE has done it once again. They are trying to make an impact in their own pun pun not intended. Um, into uh, pro wrestling ah, as they impact impact yeah you like that yeah um, as they have gone again and established their brand draft the WWE draft has taken place yet again we are on the on the curtails of it we the, the draft was res- I guess it resumed last night it completed last night and we have all new rosters for both Raw and SmackDown I'm not going to go through the whole rosters but if you're watching the live video. You will see across the ticker, uh, starting off with the Monday Night Raw. Uh, Volley Polly actually asked us to grade these drafts. Um, so without going into the entire roster, PJ, I'm not sure how much you've gotten to watch lately. Obviously, I've been in the Atlantic Ocean, so I didn't get to watch every, all of all of Friday Night SmackDown. I, I sort of tuned in here and there uh, to Monday Night Raw. They also had supplemental drafts, both after SmackDown and uh, after Raw uh, last evening. Um, so there are some 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 draft, some some roster signings that we did not see live on one of those shows. Um, let's start off with Monday Night Raw. PJ, anything stand out on Raw? Anybody that that you didn't see wind up on Raw that should have, or, or do they they pretty much get it right with with the roster shakeup here on Mondays? I do think that they got it right for the most part. I mean, it's hard to judge a <laughs> it's hard to judge a draft. And when we, when you presented that question to me, I was literally trying to think of like how do I grade a, a draft. Um, but I will say that I mean it all to me. The fact that the draft is supposed to be uh, random 
um, it makes sense no matter what. That's like asking me, do you think that the the thirty participants of the Royal Rumble came out at a at a, in a in a spot that made sense? Well, it was random, so it doesn't matter if it makes sense. Um, now that being said, we're, we're we as fans are supposed to believe it's random. Uh, obviously, it's not, but I think it, I I think you know going with the narrative as they say, I think it I think it does make sense uh, very much so. So let's let's not talk about the guys and, and gals that, that wound up on the roster that we expected to see. Guys like The Miz, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, even to a point, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, some of the some of the women wrestlers that made it on the roster, including your favorite women's wrestler uh, uh, wrestlers, I should say, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Uh, let's talk about some of the in, NXT call ups because we were we were told on Friday that we could expect to see some NXT uh, draft picks. Uh, and here on Monday Night Raw, the first first pick from NXT, we get the NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell, who just won the title within the last month. Um, JD McDonough also coming over. Um, Zoe Stark, a couple of people that I honestly haven't heard of. You've got Indus Share. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but it's the it's the group of guys that used to come out with Jinder Mahal. Um, speaking of Jinder Mahal, not here on Monday Night Raw, but we do have some decent decent tag teams uh, on the roster. We get Odyssey Jones. Uh, you get uh, Zia Lee coming over. Not that she was already on NXT, but she'd already come over. But what, are you, what is your take on the on the NXT call-ups here for Monday Night Raw? You didn't even announce the best call-up from NXT to the draft. Uh, it was uh, SmackDown, I think. Yeah, we haven't gotten to SmackDown yet. We'll get there. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get there, this, yeah. I think this is overall my No, we're, we're just doing no, we're just doing running no, out I, right I, now. Do, I do love the women's wrestlers that got moved up. I think that's super fun. Um yeah, I, I mean, again, I think they did get it right, most definitely. All right, so we've talked about Raw. Let's talk about uh Friday Night SmackDown, the first number 1 overall pick obviously being that of the Bloodline Roman Reigns. Uh they tried to to try to plant some sort of discrepancy some sort of uh disparage just just i don't know know the word i'm trying to say um they tried to kind of throw everybody a curveball when they drafted the bloodline featuring roman reigns solo sokoa and paul Heyman, as the usos wouldn't get drafted to smackdown until monday night raw um we, we kind of skimmed over the fact that monday night raw drafted uh Trish stratus because we also get edge being drafted by smackdown um yeah. A lot of NXT call-ups here on SmackDown, starting with the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, or Isla Dawn. Um, you've got uh, Pretty Deadly getting called up, and I think that might be who you were talking about. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty Deadly. That is awesome. Yeah, I, there was there was one guy that I was I was sort of surprised, and I, I've been on record, and, and forgive me if he ever listens to the show. Um, Cameron Grimes finally got his call-up, and I always said that, he wasn't going to be, um, he wasn't going to be main roster material, um, and here he is drafted to SmackDown. Real quick, uh, uh, speaking of Cameron Grimes, first of all, shout out uh, B Michael Davis, my co-host of the Cat Cave, a Carolina Panthers podcast, here joining us and gives us our first comment on the on the day. Wishing Cameron Grimes got drafted to Raw, he's super happy for him. Uh, so we do get to see someone happy uh, for Cameron Grimes to get, get drafted over to SmackDown. Uh, PJ, what's your thoughts on uh, on the SmackDown roster here at post WWE draft? I like that we get where we're seeing Roman move to SmackDown. I think that's kind of fun. Uh, I love pretty pretty deadly. I'm a big fan of those guys, so that's really cool. Some of them I just don't really 
some of them don't do much for me. I know Austin Theory and Charlotte, they went to uh, SmackDown. Uh, you mentioned the LWO went to SmackDown. All that makes me think of is uh, because they used to do 205 Live after SmackDown, right? All that makes me think is that they might just try something silly like that again. Um, but no, I still think it's good. Um, very good stuff. Again, it's hard, to, it's hard to judge it, you know? Yeah, the most quiet call-up to me was that of Grayson Waller. He was one of the supplemental draft picks post-Monday Night Raw. Um, and he was drafted to SmackDown with Tamina, of all people. The only two like supplemental draft picks. Uh, once again, shout out to everybody watching live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching. Finally getting some viewers in. Make sure you leave a comment. We'll read them on the air uh, and get some fan interaction here. Um, notable from the rosters are the free agents who are allowed to appear on whatever show they want. Includes Brock Lesnar, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, uh, Baron Corbin, among others. Uh, what's the point of a draft, PJ? What is the point of a draft? Well, you know, that's why it always bothers me, too. <sighs> because they're, it's not like they're going to stick to it. If you don't think in a few years, uh, not even a few years, that's a silly statement for me to say. In a few months, you don't think that Roman Reigns is going to appear on Raw? You're out of your mind. Well, not only that, but like right mind. now, right now, um, and we're going to get to it because in a minute we're going to we're going to preview WWE Backlash this coming Saturday. Um, but we've got both of the women's champions on each show are going to flip flop, like the yeah. tag team titles did a few years ago, uh, as Rhea Ripley like was dropped, Cena, like Cena and, and Batista did uh, years ago. Yeah, well, they didn't trade titles. They just changed shows. Yeah, you're you're right. But yeah, the WWE went to the, to the, to the yeah. yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. So um, we're gonna have the the women's championships switch hands. But even though Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were drafted to drafted to Monday Night Raw, they're the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. So how do we get right. those those SmackDown titles off of them and back on SmackDown so that we we can separate those titles again? Like. At, Again, we talked about that and then the free agent aspect of it. I just don't understand why you would have a draft, why you would have even the, the women's tag team championships. They're not talking about the fact that um, that the the women's WWE women's champions, tag team champions are on Monday Night Raw. There is no title in SmackDown. They didn't mention the fact that they'll compete on both brands. And yeah. then you've got the NXT women's tag team champions going to SmackDown. Like, are the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships now going to turn into SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champion? Like, is that where we're headed? Like, what's – there's so much to unpack, and I don't know where to start, PJ. I don't think that they know. I don't know if creative knows. Uh, what I will say is um, – I mean, you could you, – you, you could separate the belt – I'm talking about the tag team belts. You could separate the tag team belts from, from the Undisputed – it just wouldn't make sense. Um, but I don't know how you do it. I guess with some sort of weird, because this is pro wrestling we're talking about, uh, some sort of contract clause agreement that because you weren't drafted to that, you have to drop those titles. I mean, it could be something so silly. But that's what happens when you book yourself in a corner. And I can't wait to talk about the new title. Um that's what happens when you book yourself into a corner and you have no I, I you almost there. did it. You almost did uh, it. I you have nowhere to freaking go. You have nowhere to go. 
because you booked yourself in a corner and you can't get out of it, so you just make up Gaga. And Real I guarantee, quick. in my opinion, that's what the draft was. Real quick, another comment from B. Michael Davis. My biggest frustration with the draft is a lot of people stayed put, didn't change shows. He makes a good point. They didn't really talk about a lot of people being on the shows they stayed with. It was just they were drafted because yeah. we've seen for so long the guys were alternating shows, even though they were technically, you know, Raw or SmackDown superstars, brawling brutes for starters, um, were SmackDown guys, and they got drafted to SmackDown. Like, they were they were right. pulled away from Monday Night Raw. Um, to transition, I mean, you already talked about it. Booking into a corner, talking about the new title. Let's talk about it. The new WWE World Heavyweight Championship was announced last week um, to present a new champion that will be able to, to defend their title on a weekly basis. You talked about uh, – you talked about – contractual like gaga in pro wrestling where Brock Lesnar negotiated his free agency. Roman Reigns negotiated less dates. So he's not going to defend the title as much. So triple H presents the WWE world heavyweight championship. Um, we talked about big Goldie coming back and it did with a slightly different uh, design. <laughs> yeah. um, let's first of all, let's start with the design PJ. How, we, we talked about wanting to see Goldie come back. We get a Goldie with a giant WWE logo in the middle of it. We've got the side plates where you can present the side plates uh, like they do with the other titles. How do you feel about the design of the new World Heavyweight Championship here in WWE? I really enjoy it. I think it looks great. <clears throat> People that complain about the WWE being in the center, it's like, well, that's the name of the company. You know, the Intercontinental title has that. I mean, it, the the tag team belts. I mean, it, the, you're going to have that. Like, relax. Um I think it looks fine. I, I love the design of the title. I don't mind it being a new title. But I'm not going to care. Whoever wins it, I'm not going to care. So before we get into that, let's let's for starters say how much oh sense does God, it make? Oh, my God, I'm so ready to get into this. Go I ahead. Know. For, for, how much sense does it make that the, the, the other championship that Roman Reigns is holding on his shoulders around his waist says WWE – World heavyweight champion. Like, how much sense does this make? Like, are we gonna see the W are we gonna see those two titles combined into one belt again? Like, what oh, are they calling I, that title? Well, that's what I would do, but it's it's so stupid. The worst part about it was on Monday Night Raw last night. Somebody said that he or I think it was the Miz that said, You could be the first ever WWE world heavyweight champion. I'm like, Miz, Miz, you just want everybody to pretend. Like that black belt doesn't say world heavyweight champion on it. Yeah. Like, so okay. what you so what you've done is you've made, and I've talked about this for a long time, that wrestlers, it's their job to wrestle. They can have bad days. They sometimes their mat hits the or their back hits the mat for more than three seconds. They lose the match. But what you've done is you've created this superstar um uh, aura over some of your wrestlers like a Roman Reigns who just can't be beaten, can't have a bad day. Roman Reigns can't lose at all. He cannot have a bad day and lose that belt. So what you've done is you're lazy and you've said, well, we can't beat him to get the belt off. Let's make a new belt. We'll make a new belt that we can give to somebody else so that they don't have to beat Roman. That's silly. And yeah. it doesn't make any – and it's going to make it to where whoever wins it. Like if Cody wins it, well, you just gave him that so that you wouldn't – so you couldn't beat Roman. Whoever wins it, it does not matter. And it's hard to, 
to switch it off because what I want to say is, well, belts are just props and wins and losses don't matter in a fixed sports entertainment. And that's true. The belt is just a prop. But you've presented it in this way to where we're supposed to care about this prop. Why would we care about this belt? If you've, to your point, you've already got a world heavyweight champion. You just want to give it to somebody else because you can't beat Roman. Because you have booked it into a creative hole that you don't have the shovel to dig yourself out. And that's hypocrisy at the highest level, by the way. And it's ridiculous. PJ throwing hot fire. So I know you said you don't care. But if you had to predict who's going to be the first new world heavyweight champion. I'll tell you who I think it should be and who, is, and who I think it will be. I think it should be Cody Rhodes. I think it will be Seth Rollins. I think it will be a returning AJ Styles. AJ Styles got drafted to SmackDown. Well, I'm shutting down the laptop. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, Seth, I mean, Seth Rollins makes sense. Where's Gunther? Is he SmackDown? He's SmackDown. He's on too. Raw. Oh, no, he's, he's, on, on Raw. he's on Raw. Imperium got drafted to Raw. Okay, Gunther could do it. Yeah, the uh, I should mention, if you didn't watch it, uh, Seth Rollins, or not Seth Rollins, AJ Styles returned, very quietly returned on SmackDown. Um, and we saw like a, a brawl between the Viking Raiders and the OC. Um, good stuff here. Uh, Volley Polly real quick. Uh, so thoughts on Omos and Lesnar being able to go to either show. I think they mentioned that last night as well. I, I guess I didn't see where Omos was a free agent. Uh, PJ, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What's your thoughts on the fact that we've already talked about Lesnar, but I think we kind of touched on this already that we think the free agent, the free agency aspect is kind of dumb. Now you've got Omos, Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, all free agents. If we wanted to do the hurt business, kind of going and putting the hurt on on both brands, like what's what's your thoughts on Omos being a free agent as well? You know, I I, I made a Twitter just to follow Omos on Twitter, and I did not see that news either. It's crazy. No, I don't care. Um, I don't care that Omos um, is a free agent. Um, that being said, it's, uh, yes, the concept is really silly. Um, honestly though, I mean, like Omos and Lesnar, <clears throat> they didn't have a bad match at, at Mania. The match was fine. Uh, maybe it was because it was, um, you know, first match in the card. We got rid of it, you know, but the crowd was hot for that match. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Omos can go to either place. He's probably going to go to wherever he thinks he's going to get the gold. I mean, put him in a title run. Make, make him make not a title run as in he gets the belt. That's not what I meant. Excuse me, but um, put him on a hunt to try and try to get the belt. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment, with offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence. Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend Aaron Thompson at eight four three. 452-8761 for a quote today and make sure you tell them that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Before we move on to the Backlash preview, uh, let's grade. Uh, Volley Polly asked us to grade the drafts for Raw and SmackDown. If, if you had to give Raw a letter grade based on the rosters, what would you give Monday Night Raw? Um, 
a C because they didn't put AJ on Raw, and that made me incorrect. I don't like that. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Monday Night Raw a solid B plus. Um, you've got Cody Rhodes there, which is the babyface you want, but you've also got Seth Rollins, who somehow has turned into a babyface after all this time. Um, so I'm giving them a B plus because I think they've got enough baby faces. I'm not sure if they have enough heels over there on Monday Night Raw. Uh, PJ, what's your grade for Friday Night SmackDown? I I will agree with your Raw. Um, great, I'll give the same grade. I think uh, SmackDown deserves a B plus. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Again, plenty of plenty of, of star power. You got Bobby Lashley. Um, he can get into a nice little program with Roman Reigns. Uh, obviously, the Bloodline will continue to run rough shot over SmackDown. Um, and it's going to start this Saturday in San Juan, Puerto Rico. WWE Backlash 2023, May 6th. Um, a very short card, but it's uh, it's 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 people are getting excited about it. Let's start off with the first match uh, that that I've I wanted to talk about here. Uh, the street fight. Bad Bunny was supposed to be the host of this backlash uh, event, um, and now he is going to have a street fight with the man he partnered or, or paired with from uh, WrestleMania just a few short years ago in Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Uh, PJ, you excited about this? Uh, who you got winning this match? All right, so the next match after it is... Uh, come on, come on. <laughs> no, let's let's it, just no, it real I, quick. I mean, it, I'm not excited. I don't, you know, it, it, it'll probably be fun. Bad Bunny's not bad in the ring. I mean, he's better than some of the talent the E has. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't. Unpopular I opinion, I think Bad Bunny's a better better performer than Logan Paul. I think he, yeah. I think, and I think he's probably a better person. Yeah. Let's, let's go with that too. Um, I'm actually, I'm yeah. kind of excited for this match. Like bad bunny. I think he sells a little better than Logan Paul. Um, obviously this is for the attraction. This is for the recognition for bad bunny against Damian right. priest. I think, I think bad bunny probably goes over with some Gaga. Sure. Um, but, uh, I think it'll be more entertaining than we're expecting. Uh, next up on the card, we talked about them both. Omos being a free agent, Seth Rollins, uh, potentially being the first WWE World Heavyweight Champion of the new uh, of the new era, um, Seth Rollins just kind of thrown into a match with Omos here. Um, PJ, any any anything to look forward to with this match? I mean, like I said, Omos had a had a decent match with Lesnar. Maybe Rollins will bring out the best of him here. Uh, it is a match that was just totally thrown together, but I actually I've got potential for this match. It's, it, it it might be really good. Yeah, I've got Seth Rollins going over here. Uh, again, it's it's Omos for being a giant. It's taking a lot of losses a la Ron Reese. Quick shout-out to Baker Bill uh, giving the compliment on the shirt from the cruise that we just went on. So uh, thanks, Baker Bill, for tuning in. Uh, next up on WWE Backlash 2023, uh, the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't know how you want to call it right now. They're, they're, they are promoting the WWE Raw Women's Championship being on the line is Bianca Belair take, uh, defending against EO Sky. But we we both know that after this show, the titles are going to switch hands uh, as far as the Raw going to SmackDown, SmackDown going to Raw. Um, Bianca wins this, right? Like we, nothing, nothing yeah. weird happens out of this. But honestly, dude, I you know <laughs> she's got her team with her. It might it might it might happen. I doubt it, but it would still be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be a decent match. Both of these women know how to work. Um, but it's to me, it's, it's the idea that they're going to switch swap titles after the show um, that that sort of rubs me the wrong way. Um, next up on the card, we get a triple threat. My guy, Bronson Reed, getting a shot 
at his first title on the main roster. Austin Theory defending the United States Championship against both Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. However, the Intercontinental Championship is slated to stay on Monday Night Raw, uh, so we are probably looking towards a SmackDown superstar retaining the United States Championship, which leaves it basically between Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley as Bronson Reed was drafted to Monday Night Raw. Um, does Austin Theory lose the title here, or does he continue to carry this carry this strap for, for the foreseeable future? Man, I hope Bronson Reed wins, man. Bronson Reed, Jonah, that's my dude. That's our dude. Uh, but no, I think Austin Theory does keep it here. Unfortunately, I'm a big, I'm a big Bronson Reed fan. I am so excited to see what they do with Bronson Reed post draft. Um, yeah, yeah. I would love to see him in a feud with Gunther and Imperium uh, because I think Bronson Reed could be the guy that takes the title off of Gunther that would eventually point. propel Gunther into the World Heavyweight Championship picture especially if they put it on Cody Rhodes like I expect them to. That, that's, um, a real, that's a really good point. If you guys haven't seen any of uh, Bronson Reed or, or Jonah, as he was called in the Indies in New Japan, go out of your way to watch uh G1 Climax match between Kushishika Okada and Jonah. Fantastic match. Just ridiculous. Go out of your way to watch that. It's great stuff. Um, next up on this backlash this that coming up this Saturday – May 6th from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Once again, another women's championship is on the line as the SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship is on the line. Rhea Ripley defends against hometown girl Zelina Vega. Um, I think they just put Vega in, in this limelight so that, one, the LWO merchandise is the best-selling merch in WWE for the last three weeks. Yes, it is. Um, she is going back home. I think it's her first match ever in Puerto Rico since joining WWE. Uh, but there's no way that she goes over Rhea Ripley, right? No, not even close. Uh, hopefully it'll be an entertaining match. Selena Vega has been sort of iffy in the ring at times, so hopefully this is a decent match. Um, I got a feeling it could very well be a squash, uh, but yeah. we will see. Um, I mean, you got to think you've got the Judgment Day uh, coming with Rhea Ripley. You've got LWO with Zelina Vega. You could see some involvement here and see some Gaga, so it'll be a, a, interesting to see how this goes. Um, next up, I'm not sure what they're going to make the main event of this card. I would imagine it would not be this, but this would probably be the second, second guess for the main event of this show. The Monday after WrestleMania, we saw Brock Lesnar supposed to team up against Cody uh, with Tony, Cody Rhodes to take on the bloodline. And instead Brock Lesnar violently attacks Cody Rhodes. It leads to this match with Cody Rhodes taking on the free agent Brock Lesnar here at backlash, uh, PJ, I don't have high expectations for this match. What do you feel about this uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock match? I think it might be the second second best match on the card besides what you probably are going to think is the main event, which is the six-man tag that we're going to talk about later. Um, I think it'll be pretty good. I think it'll be good. I, I, unfortunately, it's probably going to end in a DQ because it's like, God, who do you put over? You know, I mean, again, you talk about, you know, redundancy, backing yourself in a corner creatively. But um, who do you put over, man, you know? I think there, I don't think there's a way that Cody doesn't go over here. I think it's not going to be clean. I think there's going to be, I, 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 I'm not you saying that to say that like Cody's going to cheat to win, but there's right, going right. to, there's going to have to be some sort of like Brock hits the, the, the ring post or Brock slips up and hits, goes to a table. Um, something's going to happen. Cody has to go over Brock Lesnar. If they, 
we I was listening to an old episode and we were talking about people getting buried after one one loss. If Cody Rhodes loses at WrestleMania and then loses to Brock Lesnar at Backlash, it's going to be hard for me to envision him as the first or an eventual world heavyweight champion um, because some of his highest profile matches not with Seth Rollins have been losses. Right. Uh, so I, I've, I've got a feeling Cody goes over and there's going to be some Gaga here. Um, but I, I don't see Brock Lesnar going down to Cody Rhodes, which is surprising because at one time, nobody was able to beat Brock Lesnar. Um, and now we've kind of seen him go to the wayside and, and get beat by multiple people over the last few years. Um, the next match is what I think is going to end up main eventing this card. And it's probably the last time we're going to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taken on the bloodline as they've been drafted to opposite brands. The bloodline featuring the Usos and Solo Sokoa taken on the team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle. Storyline is that Matt Riddle was taken out by Solo Sokoa and the bloodline months ago to return the Monday after uh, WrestleMania. And now we're getting a six-man tag. And like I said, Matt Riddle drafted to Raw. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn drafted to Raw. And all of the bloodline is going to SmackDown. So this very well be the last time that we see these factions or these tag teams face off for quite some time on WWE TV. Uh, interesting to see what direction they take the Usos in as they've lost yet again. Uh, this past Friday on SmackDown, they could not regain the tag team championships, um, yet they're still drafted to SmackDown. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they go forward with the storyline, especially after, after this match here at Backlash. PJ, um, any expectations out of this match? Any, any predictions out of this match? I think that... Um... Zane Owens and Riddle will go over. Uh, you know, you know, R Riddle coming back. I'm super stoked to see him back. That is my dude. That is my bro. And um, I, I really love to see him see him win. I'd love to see him in the title picture. Honestly, um, Matt Riddle is a hell of a talent. I'd like to see him at least in the Intercontinental title picture. I'm with you. I think um, I think this is sort of the last straw here for the Usos. I think one of the Usos eat the pin against uh, either Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, and it causes friction, and we might see a fraction in the bloodline uh, we're gonna, going We're going to see a, a fiction for some fraction. Did I did I mess that up completely? A fraction no, in the bloodline? No, I okay. just, you just said we're going to have a, a friction in the faction of the bloodline, and it was funny. I think a, fr a friction what? with the fraction in the faction of the bloodline. God, now you've got me confused as to what I said. Um, go and listen to the tape. That's what you said. Yeah, I, I gotta go back and listen to the tape. You, uh, you and I are about to have some friction, some friction. Ah, see, see, You're yeah. You, my, so, you and I are about to have some friction because this is fiction. Well, nevertheless, before we move on to the end of the show, where we do our curtain call every week, we're gonna take one last break. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina, is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one One Stop Repairs. Gentlemen, hopefully you've enjoyed the show so far. If you've been living under a rock, our shows this year have featured a segment that we like to close the show with called 
The Curtain Call, where we do a top five countdown of something wrestling related um, each week. And this week, it was PJ's choice to pick the top five. And we are going to go with top five. And it's not fantasy Mick Foley matches. It's top five Mick Foley matches, as your guy is still learning this here. And um, not such a great proof, proofreader, if you will. So your a, top five. A, a, a poop reader? A poop reader. <laughs> Talk about poop jokes. Um, PJ, let's go ahead and get into the curtain call here. Your top five Mick Foley matches. I don't know if you have them in any particular order, but if you do, let's go with your number five Mick Foley match. I do have them in order, and number five is Cactus Jack versus Triple H, Royal Rumble 2000. Ooh, that's not quite at number five for me. It's a little higher than that. My number five that's is... The hell, the, that's the Hell in a Cell, by the way. The Hell in a Cell with... Yep, that was... The, was yeah. that two... I thought that was... I thought it was a different year. I didn't think that was 2000. Uh, I, I thought, thought it was 2002. Was. No, no, that wasn't 2002. No way. I'm going to let you look it up as I go over my number five because I'm pretty sure 2000 was their first Hell in a Cell. They had a second one that ended Mick Foley's career, but I could be wrong. Um, my number five uh, features his gimmick, Dude Love, from WWE in your house over the edge, 1998, as he was sort of paired. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the street fight. That was a street fight. I that was, was right. The, that was the street fight, uh, Warrior Rumble uh, 2000. Uh, when was their Hell in a Cell? It wasn't. It wasn't 2002, was it? It was later because it was Mick Foley's final match in WWE. So it was, it was much much later than that. But yeah, um, I, the the gimmick with with Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, they were tag team partners. Dude Love would would sort of um, align himself with the Authority, or with, it wasn't the Authority back then; it was the Corporation, um, and he would take on Stone Cold Steve Austin for the world title. Vince McMahon would be your special guest referee. Uh, the Undertaker would get involved. It was a pretty fun match. That's why it takes my number five spot. PJ, if you haven't found it, what's your number four Mick Foley match of all time? Okay, so let's change it up because number five, we're both wrong. Number five is <laughs> Triple H and Katniss Jack. It's No Way Out 2000 in a Hell in a Cell. That's, that that's, was, okay. that's the That title. was your number five. That's the title versus career. So okay. holy balls. Okay, number four, uh, this is... Definitely one of my favorite uh, Katniss Jack matches, Mick Foley matches, but it's also one of my favorite Vader matches, and it's Katniss Jack versus Vader, Halloween Havoc 93. They beat the holy dog poop, poop, out of each other. It's an incredible match. Go out of your way to watch it. It's on the little peacocky, and it's it's a great, great match, man. Vader and Katniss Jack, that's a five-star match, and that didn't always happen in WCW 93. So anytime somebody says poop, it makes me think of Happy Gilmore when he's, you know, when he's not Happy Gilmore. Oh, uh, he, um, Billy, or Billy, Madison. Billy Madison. He called the shit poop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I promise you we didn't plan this. My number four match is also WCW Halloween Havoc 1993. Vader versus Cactus Jack. What uh, are the yeah. odds? The Texas Death Match, man. It went 16 minutes, and it it was just it's they just incredible. Beat the ever loving tar out of each other. What a what a violent, um, good match between these but, two guys. You know that that whole pay per view was great. I mean, Paul Orndorff uh, and Ricky Steamboat um, went to a count out, but then you had Sting and Sid Vicious, uh, Rick Rude and uh, Rick Flair in a submit and a um, for the uh, International World Heavyweight Champion. Your boys, the Nasty Boys, taking on Marcus Badwell and Two Cold Scorpio, Dustin Rhodes and Steve Austin. I mean, Halloween Havoc 93 had it going on, man. It was a good card. Uh, but we're going to stick with, with Mick Foley here. P. 
PJ, give me your number three Mick Foley match. Okay, you're not going to agree with this at all, and it's not a great match, but the aftermath of the match was a big deal, and it was the only one, and it was super fun. The Boiler Room Brawl, SummerSlam 96, Undertaker, and Mankind. Such garbage. I, I love that match. You are insane. And you get Paul Bearer turning on Taker. And I get it. with Mankind. Mankind Listen, and Taker it. is one of my favorite rivalries of all time next to Kane and Taker. We've reviewed that match on the show, and that match was 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 it's amazing. Was, yeah, I know. was garbage juice. It was not. It's great. Oh, it's, it's not a five star match, but Listen, it's three and a half. You have the right you have the right to your opinion. Um my number three is from the Royal Rumble two thousand, the street fight triple H That's versus Cactus Jack. That is my number three on the list. The reason that that match is not higher for me is because of the finish, which has the rock coming out and having to rock bottom uh, uh, Triple H. And then it, you know, I don't know. I didn't, didn't love it. I'm glad you mentioned the rock because he he winds up in my number two spot. I'm going to give you my number two Mick Foley match of all time. WWE Monday Night Raw from January 4th, 1999. They're going to have our former Cactus Jack win their world title. Ugh, that, that's how to put some butts in the seats. Mankind versus The Rock for the WWF Championship. Mick Foley's first ever world heavyweight championship run from Monday Night Raw 1994. Um, if nothing more than the fact that whoa, it was Mick whoa, Foley's whoa. first Monday world Night, title. Monday Night Raw 1994? No. No, I'm sorry, 1999. Sorry. <laughs> 1999. Well, did I say January 4th, 1999? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there I go. But nevertheless, um, just everything that was around it, I believe Stone Cold got involved in the match. DX oh got involved in the match. Oh, my God. Yeah, that pop. That pop for Stone Cold. DX lift, lifts Mick Foley uh, above their heads, on their shoulders throughout the ring. The title reign did not last that long. Um, but infamously shifted the Monday Night War Yeah, as a collective of, of hundreds of thousands of people turned their television sets from WCW Monday Night Show to watch Mick Foley, Mankind, win the WWF title. PJ, and what is your number two Mick Foley match? It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Is it really? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's the same thing. Are you um, kidding me? We yeah, got two it, of the it, same. Yeah, it's the same thing. And uh, I, I love the aftermath with, uh, it's such good stuff, with the, uh, at the, at the risk of a sounding not very cool, I want to give a little shout out to the two little guys at home and just tell them, Daddy-O did it! Oh my god, tears, man! And Vince is just, oh, I'm gonna puke! I'm gonna puke! You know, it's so good! That's really Oh, good. that match is so good! And, it's great um, great storytelling at its finest. It really, really is, man. You really feel for Mick Foley, you know, Precious Foley's baby boy has done it! And, uh, it's amazing. Amazing! Alright, all right, PJ, I think we're, we have the same number four, the same number two, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have the same number one. Give me your best Mick Foley match or your top top Mick Foley match of all time. Yeah, my, my favorite Mick Foley match, what I think is his best match. <clears throat> um, I'd like to give a little bit of a honorable mention. Uh, Mankind and Shawn Michaels at Mind Games. Uh, I think that's 96. I think that was 96. Um, Mind Games. Great pay-per-view in your house, Mind Games. But uh, that match, to me, was super fun. Um but And that was a match, too, that a lot of people didn't think was going to be very good because you definitely have a clash of styles there. You don't have Sean working with the big guy. You have him working with um, with Mankind, which is a, just a little little strange. But uh, a lot of people think 
thought it was going to be strange, but it was it was very well done. Great match. Um, my number one is <laughs> uh, Edge and Mick Foley in a hardcore match at WrestleMania 22. I uh, wasn't expecting that, so we don't have the same number one. That is to me. Let me like let me explain. So yeah. That is Mick Foley's best match and my favorite match from Mick Foley because, one, uh, he finally got his WrestleMania moment. That was his big thing with the Evolution match with the year prior with him and Rock. I think that was WrestleMania 21 with him and Rock versus Evolution, and it wasn't that great. Um, and he said, you know, I want, uh, I want a WrestleMania moment. And him and Edge put on, I mean, just an amazing storytelling match but it was also a hardcore match. You don't see a lot of hardcore matches with a great story. That had a great story. Edge spearing uh, Mick Foley with the barbed wire around him, and now, now his arms cut. Uh, uh, we we get to see Lita take a Mr. Saka with barbed wire wrapped around it. It's amazing. And then to top it all off, he sits the table on fire and Edge spears him through the flaming table at a WrestleMania. We have fire at a WrestleMania. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Number one. Listen, I'm with you. I think the, my number one is going to be pretty obvious, and that's WWE King of the Ring 1998, The Undertaker versus Mankind, Hell in a Cell. Uh, um, it was the match that uh, most people, when they think of Mick Foley, they think of Mankind. This is the match, for whatever yeah. reason, that they think about. And... Uh, to me, it shows that – to me, it, it exemplifies the links that Mick Foley would go to mm-hmm. to entertain a crowd. I mean, yes. he was knocked out in this match. He lost a tooth in this match and uh, infamously tried to feel a hole in his lip, and it made it look like he was smiling as his tooth was sticking in his nostril. Yep. Um, Amazing. It's just uh, – you know, I, I catch a lot of flack from guys like Baker Bill who are like, why would you why would you do this? It's it's entertainment. Like, it's not even fun. It's not even fun to watch. Like, it's y'all, you know what all is going to happen. Like, this match, we very well could have seen Mick Foley die in this match. Like, he yeah. was willing to die on his proverbial sword to entertain and, and give the match uh, of his career. Now, the match itself wasn't great. It was just, it was a big car crash. Um, but to me, the fact that it exemplifies the links that Mick Foley was willing to go to to entertain us, uh, that's why it's my number one uh, match on uh, in Mick Foley's uh, career. Uh, PJ, uh, we we called it a little early this week, which is great because we normally go like 15 minutes late. Um, I know you just had your final show over at uh, I can't say, I already can't say the comic the comic store. Soundwave uh, Comics. Soundwave Comics. Thank you, Soundwave. I wanted to say uh, it's the other one that's down in Charleston, but it's down at Soundwave Comics. I know y'all just had your first or your last show. Um, you don't have anything sh- as far as, as, as shows to plug, but uh, tell us what you got coming up coming up soon. I know you're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be moving out to New Mexico sometime within the next month or so. Why don't you give us a give some some idea of what we can expect from you over the next next month or so? Well, you can definitely expect a lot of packing and a lot of patience because it's just, I mean, if you can like take a look, I mean, my walls are completely blank now. Uh, Everything has been taken down. There's boxes put up. I mean, yeah, like we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're in the process, man. And so 
I've just ordered the pod, the um, thing we the can all put our stuff in. Moving storage, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 not not bad. I mean, it's only thirty five hundred bucks to have it for a whole year, or not a whole year, Jesus, for have it for a whole month, and that's the shipping price too. So to ship it to old New Mexico. So yeah, uh, we're looking at middle of June to be out of South Carolina, and I cannot wait. I'm ready to get out of South Carolina. I I'm not having fun here anymore. So I'm ready well, to go. I'm ready to go to the desert. This will not stop. I will continue to be desert trash, but doing this podcast. I think I, I, if I had gotten you for one weekend in Greenville, I think I could have convinced you and Lauren to move up here with me and not quite left the state. Um, but I, we're, the state of South Carolina, even though you may not miss it, the state of South Carolina will miss you. Um, oh, feels good. And even even in the move, we're going to have a show. You may have to miss a show or two uh, because of the move, and that's fine. We'll. we'll we will survive. We will. We will. We will move forward, uh, one way or the other. Uh, but I know I'm personally going to hate to see you go, man, because now you're not a three-hour drive away. Uh, I know. Yeah, we, we there, will. Sur- we will survive. And as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. I know that they're talking about doing a Royal Rumble in Orlando next year, and I would hate for them to do it in Orlando. And like, hey, PJ, you want to go to you want to go to Orlando to, wrestle, to, to Royal Rumble and. It's not going to happen, but we are going to try to make it to WrestleMania in Philly next year. So yeah, that 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 that's very very doable. We could probably do that. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to get to WrestleCade in November, honestly, in North Carolina. So I mean, it's it's the year of the dragon, and Brian Danielson will be the, Brian Danielson will be the main guy there, and I don't think I want to miss that. So we might be looking at that too. Right on. Well, um, well, PJ, this has been fun. Next week we are going to be recapping. This weekend's Backlash pay-per-view, or premium live event, I should say. Um, and then we've got some more wrestling content. Again, we covered a lot of stuff today, uh, despite having only gone an hour. So appreciate y'all being here. Stay tuned next week for the next wrestling show where we talk Backlash 2003. Coming up later this week, Banker Bill and I will be back talking XFL playoffs. Uh, we did. I know I personally didn't get to watch, watch a lot of USL from this past weekend, but... The bigger news is that the NFL draft took place last weekend. We're going to break down some teams. Uh, we've, we've got some guys that want us to kind of talk about their teams, and we're going we're to touch on them uh, this coming uh, Wednesday. The show will air on Thursday, uh, that being the football show with Banker Bill. For PJ Steven, it's your guy, Billy Rye. Thanks for coming this week for tap-outs and touchdowns. We'll see you next time because I'll be around.